never want to have you come uh, just, just for the sake of being here or seeing something cute, though that's, that's great. Amen? It's great to see the kids and see their, their participation. As I was thinking about this and thinking about my own, my own life and the things that I struggle with, um, I thought of the words, the line from the song that we sang earlier, uh, O Little Town of Bethlehem, and there is a line that says, O holy child of Bethlehem, be born in us today. My question to you this morning is this. If your heart, if your life was Bethlehem, and it is, it is a Bethlehem. Uh, it is a place that God wants to have his son born in you. Um, if this prayer were answered for you, if you were to pray this prayer, O holy child of Bethlehem, be born in us today. Be born in me today. If that prayer were answered, would there be a place for the Christ child in your heart? What prompted me to ask this of myself is my own busyness and often distractedness from what I personally feel needs to be a, a continual focal point of my life. I believe that for the Christian, Jesus Christ should be like the hub on a wheel around which you may have spokes uh, going out from that hub, and, and life involves a lot of different details, but it all revolves around that one central focal point around Jesus Christ. In other words, He is the defining feature of every aspect, every part of your life. He determines how, how you spend your time. He determines how you spend your money. He determines the, the priorities of your life, of how you spend your free time what your mind goes to when you don't have anything else necessarily to think about, should be determined, should be governed by that one focal point, the hub, Jesus Christ. So if this prayer were to be answered, would there be a place, would, he, would, would Christ find that he comes into your heart, he comes into your life, and he is there loved and well cared for, or perhaps would he end up on the streets struggling to survive and perhaps die of exposure? You know, sadly, there have been times and places in history when that's, that's exactly what happened with unwanted children. Some, in some scenarios, if they were considered a, a they perhaps didn't think they would be able to survive, or, uh, or even in some places where the mother's, life was at risk and they felt there was a better chance to save the mother than the baby, they would just let the baby go and, and, and leave it. I've heard stories of babies being just left on tables in a hallway where while doctors and nurses spent their time trying to save a mother's life. Um, other places where life is not valued and children come into the world and they are, they are deserted, uh, left uh, to themselves. Just 
if somebody comes along and finds them, maybe their, their life can be spared, but often uh, their lives are lost because they are not taken in and cared for. If you prayed this prayer and God answered it, Jesus was born in your heart in your life today, how well would he be loved and cared for? As we read the Christmas story, we know that Mary and Joseph did well, and at least to start with. Um, they got the, the announcement from the angels, and the Christ child was born. The shepherds came, and, and it tells us that, uh, that Mary treasured all of these things, the things that happened. She treasured them in her heart, and uh, uh, then uh, they raised the baby Jesus. Joseph raised him as his own son. And the Bible tells us that he grew in stature and in wisdom. And then we read this interesting story, this interesting part uh, of the life uh, of Jesus and the life of Mary and Joseph. In Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 41, we read this. Now his parents went uh, to uh, Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Why did you do this to us? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Mary and Joseph did well taking care of the baby Jesus until this story. And on this occasion, they left Jesus behind. And as I think about this, I realize both for myself and I'm sure for many of you, Christmas, really any busy time of stress and, uh, and activity is a time when potentially we can leave Jesus behind. We engage in the activity of life. We get caught up in what's going on and uh, taking care of responsibilities. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything bad or anything that there's a problem with, anything wrong with. It's just we're engaged in the busyness of life. Look at what Mary and Joseph were doing. They were doing something good. They had gone to Jerusalem during the time of Passover to worship the Lord. They were doing something good. But they made one crucial mistake. The Bible says they went on their way supposing that Jesus was in the group. They went on their way assuming that he was with them. Friends, can I kindly tell you that whenever we come to a position in our life when we are assuming that God is with us, we are assuming that Jesus is still with us, we are in dangerous territory. I think as a, as a parent, 
I know after a certain point, children grow and they get to the age where you feel like they're starting to take care of themselves and they're, they're demonstrating that they're fairly responsible. And I'm sure that by the time the boy Jesus was about 12 years old, he was getting to that point where he was demonstrating a, good, a, a reasonable level of responsibility for a boy of his age. And so when it came time for their caravan to leave, they went on their way assuming, supposing that Jesus was with them. Can I just encourage you this morning, Christian, never wake up and go throughout a day assuming, supposing that Jesus is going to be with you. Don't begin your day without checking in. If you can, I, all of us ought to begin our day with some time in God's Word, some time in prayer. At least, at least go over in your mind maybe some scripture that you have memorized. Something to feed your heart, to feed your soul, to check in. Don't go your way assuming that Jesus is with you. The third thing that I realize is that Joseph and Mary were the most unlikely people to do this. You know, I don't expect my neighbors to keep track of my children. When family is visiting or when we are with others, other friends, other family, I don't expect them to keep track of my children if I'm around. If I'm around, I understand I take responsibility. It's my responsibility. And that's reasonable, right? Mary and Joseph were the most unlikely people to, to have forgotten Jesus and left him behind, but they did. And friends, I've seen sadly over and over again people who at one time knew God seem to have a real vital relationship with God through Jesus Christ the most unlikely people to forget about him and leave him behind. And for whatever reason, they continue on their way. We think about Christmas as the time we remember and celebrate that Jesus came. But it can also be a time when Jesus gets left behind. Through our busyness, through our activity, through all of the things that we have to take care of, the responsibilities, we can go our way assuming that we'll spend time with him later. And we come to the end of the day forgetting or just laying aside that time with the Lord and realize if we're not careful, we can come to that point of realization like Mary and Joseph did. And I, I wonder what it was like. You, you that have uh, been parents or grandparents, you take care of children, you know what that moment is like when suddenly you stop and look around and realize that your child is, is not in sight and you don't know where they are. You know what that's like? And you, that, that little catch in, your, in the rhythm of your heartbeat and you gradually get a little bit more and more anxious because the first thing you do is say, oh, they can't be far away, and you start searching. And, and um, the longer it takes for you to find that, that missing child, the more anxious you become. And they had gone a day's journey and had to go a day's journey back, 
apparently Jesus was separated from Mary and Joseph overnight. I can imagine the anxiety, the worry, the stress. We can come to that point in life when we realize we've left Jesus behind. And the sad thing is, with our relationship with Jesus, often the further the distance is, the less keenly we are aware of the distance. And rather than being like a a parent who gets filled with anxiety because they suddenly realize that their child is not nearby, and we frantically begin to try to search, rather than doing that, we we grow dull in our spiritual sensibilities, and it, and it doesn't bother us too much. Oh, friends, I hope if you sense in your heart that you are at a distance from Jesus, that it troubles you. It disturbs your peace. You see, friends, Jesus came to set up a kingdom, but he did not come with an invading army to overthrow the governments of his day or our day. He did not come to set up a political kingdom, but he came to set up a kingdom and rule in your heart and in my heart. And as the song says, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. I want to invite you this morning as we close the service to join me in standing in prayer. And uh, I think we'll sing one verse of that song again. I believe it's page 169 in our hymn book. If we could have one or both of the musicians come, that would be fine. Number 169. The last verse, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend on us, we pray. Let's join in singing that, and let me invite you, especially if you have felt some distance in your heart, in your life between you and Jesus, would you just, in your heart, invite him, say, oh God, would you come near? Would you send your son near? Let's sing it together.